It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Game Week Blank, Game Week 26, Deadline Dilemmas, and we're back on back on Thursday at our usual time. One of us has got a red, one of us has got a green. Um, how, how was your double, how was your double, Braz? Did you, did you get a red? I didn't yeah, realise you got I a did. red. Yeah, 15k down to 20k. Uh, that's, that's like a fake red. That's like, um, doesn't really count. In, I mean, there were some massive swings. I saw scores anything from 72 to 120 and that's what a double game week does the swings are just obviously also double and when you add injuries players only playing one game it just became ridiculous so yeah a range of 40 45 points so you know there was not much in it between you and me in terms of rank movement no i mean it was the single game weekers that we yeah that we didn't um well that i didn't own that were the big big killer for me um, and there, there were things I could have done, like I've got two free transfers. If I bought in Van Dyke, I'd have actually been on a green, but then I'll have a bigger hit this week because it's obviously a blank. So hopefully it helps me next week not having Van Dyke. But well, just like doubles are uh, um, a scam, blanks are a scam too. So guys, just play your blankers, and maybe they'll <laughs> score the same points as yours as people who play. No, I'm kidding, obviously. But honestly, to me, it feels like an underwhelming week in the sense that. You know, doubles and blanks basically converge teams and doubles led to everybody going for Liverpool players, Man City players. Blanks are now basically making people converge to players who don't blank at the expense of Liverpool players. So everyone's number one selling the same players, which is pretty much your Liverpools or your injured players or your bench forder. And pretty much everyone's buying, you know, let's say the range of strikers is basically Tony, Solanke and Watkins and the latter two more like. In midfielders, you know, the range is even narrower and hence everybody's gunning for a South Korean. But there's other options like Douglas Louise, uh, and I can say Douglas now after talking about him for weeks. Um, there's there's Bowen. And then in defense, it's even worse. Like there's literally no one who you can buy in defense. So people are converging. And so let's see how it pans out after next week. Yep. And don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and you can go. I mean, it's getting late in the season now, but still there's doubles and blanks. So you can sign up to Fancy Football Scout members area and you can still get 20% off. At this point, it's more optimal to sign up for the monthly than the yearly. 
There we go. I knew you'd know that. It was like when they had that free <laughs> that free week or free month or whatever it was, and you knew that was the time, time to do the yearly. <laughs> so listen exactly. to Proud, sign up weekly. But actually, I wanted to say one thing. There's a lot of people that come to us and say, you know, we write articles. So I write a monthly article. Um, you know, a lot of people do that and they think, oh, it's behind a paywall. Actually, very, very few articles on Fantasy Football Scout are behind a paywall. Actually, it's all you need is a login and without pay login and you can read most of the articles and some of the most fantastic content you can read much better than any threads on Twitter. So that's a free plug for Neil, Tom, Mark and others. Yep. No, agreed. And I mean, even we've not been asked to plug plug this this yeah. hard but um just the other day i mean someone mentioned that um it was gordon i guess he's, he's two yellow cards away for a suspension tightrope so the place i go i go on fantasy football scout and yet had a little look at the suspension tightrope i mean there's no one to of note you know it's jackson and bruno gumeris at the moment on nine and right it's like nor norgard nunez gordon alvarez lamina and that's alvarez the west ham midfielder not the correct ever-present city attacker or midfielder um, but yeah, should, should we get into, I mean, I guess we're going to be talking about everything apart from goalkeepers Yeah, and we're at a weird week as well, aren't we? Where, so, I mean, some people are wildcard and I know you spoke to Praz on, um, not Praz, you spoke to Fran on the wire about his I did. You know, wildcard draft, but it's, it's the exciting chip time, right? I mean, some people, um, are wildcarding this week, which is somewhat counterintuitive, which is why I wanted to talk to Fran. And, you know, he had a lot of logic in terms of how he was thinking about the wildcard. He said, look, I dead-ended to a really good blank and he did exceptionally well. I think he's now top 300 or something. Uh, and he wow. said, look, my gimmick 26 is very bad. And so a lot of people are taking hits. I'm taking a hit. I think you're taking a hit. So he's already four to eight points up from the field. And he's getting really good, really good optimal players now that he can attack this week. He's getting a good hedge and then next week he can react based on based on upset. So there is merit to looking at a wild card in twenty six. But I think, like you said, a lot of people will be thinking about chip strategy a lot more from next week. And the name of the game this week is to keep your options open. Yeah, I just want to get to next week because obviously next game week we're going to know all the FA Cup results, aren't we? So yeah. we're going to know a lot more. So yeah, I just want to get through get through this week. Um, I find this week a lot more exciting than last week. Um, I don't know why. I mean, it's a blank. It's not a double. It's not exciting. But yeah, I'm I'm just looking forward to the planning. And then I think next week's going to be even better because we'll have all those all those results, and we can actually probably oh, start absolutely. looking at our chips. Like next week's going to be so nice. Yeah. I mean, I've I've like taken time off work and stuff. I'm kidding, but you know, <laughs> that's the kind of excitement that that I get. Um, I'm going to do like three podcasts on a Wednesday night, Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening with you. Just going to chat. Just going to chat everything that we can on, on, on what we've learned from the FA Cups. Yep, it's going to be good. And I'm just going to listen to you. So I'm going to chill out and then <laughs> nah, let it off nah, you. Team dependent. Team dependent, yep. Yeah. Although, um, so should we, where do you want to begin? Do you want to begin with JC Spaceman's? Let's, let's do, well, let's do Lego Mane first, if you don't yep. mind. Let's go Lego um, Mane, okay. So very short, basically what we are saying between now, which is basically Game Week 25, um, and 20, sorry, give me 26. Next week is the is the really crucial FA Cup fifth round, right? And there's no replays. So by Wednesday night, we will have the confirmed fixtures for game week 29, 100%, because we will know who's through to the quarterfinals. We'll have a very good idea of 34 and 37, except some people are assuming that we will know 34 or 37. The problem is, even if one good team draws another good team, we don't know. 
because we will know 29, but we don't know what falls in 34 versus what falls in 37. So let's say Chelsea, draw, well, Liverpool draw, Man City is the worst because the team that will lose will likely play in 34 and the team that will win or double in 34 and the team that will win will double in 37. And you don't know that by game week 27. So that's just one thing to look out for that even though people are thinking next week chip strategy all sorted, you actually may, you know, may or may not know what falls in 34, 37 unless there is this utopian scenario in which the four favourites, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, play the four underdogs, basically. Okay. Um, that, that's where we are. Yeah. So so we're still be we at this point we're just trying to get to the thirties with as many chips as as possible. Otherwise it gets really complex and really team dependent, doesn't it? And it there, does. There has to be some gambling or element of gambling, which I'm sure we're gonna talk about as well because Let's talk about that then. Basically, yeah. so this is not, nothing else to say here in terms of going beyond twenty seven, because I right now all focus is twenty six, midweek of twenty six. And then how you go beyond that could be wild card next week, could be a free hit in 29, could be a free hit in 34, could be a wild card in 31, could be a wild card in 35. All options are open. Yep. So I'm going to put JC's graphic on, on the screen. So that's FPL underscore Spaceman. Because I think, I mean, it's, you made a good point just before just before we started. Um, so about the, obviously about the number of fixtures, because we've got, we've got three confirmed, haven't we? Then yeah. we've got this almost 50-50. I mean, it's not a complete 50-50. It's either Luton Forest or United Sheffield United. I think there's a scenario where if Man City lose against Luton, you you wouldn't get, you you might, you might not get either. Yeah, um, but, 0.9%. Yeah. That's the that's the projection if there's only three fixtures, which is the current confirmed fixture. So there is a scenario, 1% scenario that that happens. Yeah. And, and then it's got, I mean, this is brilliant, isn't it? Because you've got, so the only having the three, so not the Luton Forest, not having United, Sheffield United, that's 0.9%. So I guess that's the Luton beating City. Correct. Route. Correct. Um, and then having, so that would assume that we're then going to get four, which is 38.6% chance. But then I guess just the law of, you know, there being upsets and stuff, there's a chance of having five, which is 41.2%. So the most likely <clears throat> just is to have five fixtures. I guess that exactly. doesn't help us know which ones that would be, though. <laughs> it won't, but I think this is a really important point. And to be honest, why we wanted to spend some time on this one is why, I, when I talk about my team, hmm. I picked Huang over Bowen. Because all week I was thinking about, okay, I just need to fix it on 29. Because I need to have 11 players in 29. But then what this is telling us is actually there's a higher probability of an upset than not an upset. Because there's a higher probability of five games, 41.2%, than actually what we're all planning for. Because what we're all planning for is the most likely outcome, which is the 20% outcome, which is Luton play Nottingham Forest and the three confirmed fixtures stay. So this is a little counterintuitive, and I'll give another example which is simpler to understand. Right now, Man City are the favourites to win the Premier League. But it is more likely that Man City don't win the Premier League than they win the Premier League. Because the odds of Liverpool plus Arsenal are over 50% and Man City is like 49%. So basically what we're saying is even though the likeliest outcome is that we get these three confirmed fixtures plus Luton and Nottingham Forest, we shouldn't be planning for this likeliest outcome because the sum of other outcomes is slightly more. So therefore in percentage terms, what I was thinking was, look, either Luton happens, Luton Forest or Man United, Sheffield United. So that's a little bit of a binary depending on, I mean, removing the Man City upset uh, yeah. scenario. After that, it could be an upset that involves Newcastle. They could lose to Blackburn. It could involve an upset that involves Chelsea losing to Leeds. 
It could involve upsets relating to Wolves and Bournemouth. And then in the unlikeliest scenario, Liverpool and Man City and Brighton. So in that order. And then when I think about my team, I say, okay, if the Luton one happens, that's fine. Uh, you know, if Luton play, because I can just double up on Luton in game week 28, they double and then they play in 29. So I'm okay for 29. If the upset happens with Newcastle, I have Trippier. If the upset happens with Chelsea, I have triple Arsenal and I have Palmer. If the upset happens with Wolves or Bournemouth, I'm getting Solanke and I'm getting Huang. So this basically helped me think that actually I don't need to plan for 11 today in 29. I need to actually just plan for 29 in the sense that, that it's in the back of my mind, but I'm not fixated on it. I don't know if this complex mathematics and probability makes a little sense for you and, and for others listening. I mean, I mean, a good way that, that clicked for me was because you've got a good spread of different players. I mean, you've got Trippier, for example, and you've got, I mean, you're quite heavy on Arsenal, Chelsea. So that would be, I mean, if that fixture dropped, you probably wouldn't want to pre-hit in 29 anyway, because you're probably yeah. going to easily get to 9, 10, 11 players just because that outcome happened. But yeah, just the fact you could have, I mean, I guess some people could go like an all-in strategy. Like you could just go, you could go for three Wolves players, for example, and hope yeah. that that fixture drops. But actually, yeah, having a spread of players, and obviously you can't really change that now. It depends how, how, how you've fallen. How you're set up. Yeah. So, I mean, having that spread of players, I mean, Man City seems very unlikely to to happen in 29. That seems one of the, mo- the most unlikely. Because you'll yeah. need Man City, Brighton and Liverpool. I think it's fairly... I mean, Liverpool, can they lose to Southampton without all their big boys? Maybe more than before. But yeah, I would think those three are safe that they're yeah. on a blank. I mean, if it wasn't for a blank and if it wasn't for the fact all my Liverpool were injured, maybe I'd be more open to keeping the least injured one like Darwin, for example, just because mm. I'll have more of a spread in 27 to get lucky. Um, although saying that, Darwin, to be honest, you, there's so many good strikers at the moment, you probably wouldn't want to hold him anyway. But yeah, I think teams you've got, yeah, a variety of pretty good shape. And yeah, yeah, the second I thought of that as well, it just, it just, I, I guess it just opened my mind that I don't have to commit all in. I don't have to bring in three Villa players this week, for example. Correct, correct. Or, or West Ham players. And yeah. this is why I think this change of thinking, whether it's directly or indirectly through FOMO or through otherwise, people have just come off the fact that I don't want to buy a boring midfielder, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this comes back to, you and I have both made an early transfer for Huang, so there's no... Um, there's no, you know, whatever, big reveal in the end. Simply because I've spoken to so many West Ham fans and they're like, don't touch, don't touch West Ham. Spoken to so many Villa fans, they say, look, Douglas Lewis is fine. I mean, he could get a pen. Um, he could play f- further forward if McGinn drops, but maybe he doesn't. So then you're like, okay, there you have a guy who's almost like a captain shout. And this is not mean thing. I mean, it's home to Sheffield United. Captaincy shout could probably be on penalties. Go for the upside now, because who knows? You might even be wildcarding next week. I think that's the thing, because actually Douglas Louise, I mean, the models absolutely love him. And he reminds me a lot of James Ward-Prowse, who I really like to own him, because you 90-minute man, set pieces, penalties. I mean, he hasn't got the free kicks Ward-Prowse has, but I mean, they were quite rare events anyway, despite how good he is at them. So I have nothing against Douglas Louise. It just doesn't seem as exciting as going for Huang, who does seem to be, you know, that bandwagon is growing. Um, week by week and I was thinking am I wanting to do this because it's a bandwagon or because you know I've looked at models but I mean you did mention Huang like three or four weeks ago when I put together my plan and it was quite a big part of it so I don't think it's like a shock like that he's so popular 
well, we are taking credit for Huang on this podcast. Don't, yep. don't, don't be like people are putting him on thumbnails now, this week, FOMO, whatever. We talked about Huang four weeks ago. And I think, and we have your tweet as proof because yep. you co-tweeted that, uh, that we talked about him. It's just a good window, man. I mean, home to Sheffield United, home to Fulham in 26 and 28. And even away to Newcastle has suddenly, look at how Solanke did. It's not a difficult fixture. If you need to play him, I think in my team, I might actually just end up benching him next week. Let's see. But yeah, those are just two very, very good fixtures. If you've got like a couple of Luton players, would you look at bringing in Bruno over Wang? I'm, I'm, to be honest, I know the answer over this. but <laughs> Or maybe if you need a striker and want to bring in Hoyland or something. Well, striker, no. Because striker, I think we talked about this, where you have no choice but to get a Watkins or a Solanke because you need Solanke for 28 and you need Watkins for 26, potentially 29 and 30. So you're almost stuck where... When do you, if you get a Hoyland, you have to move him on. Um, so it's trickier. I think in midfield, if you have a couple of Luton and if you want to think about Bruno or Garnacho, that could make more sense. Again, a probability thing because we're talking a near certainty that either Luton or Man United have a confirmed fixture in 29. Again, you don't need to fixate on it, but then Bruno independently or Garnacho independently are much better options than what people like you and me are were disc- debating is Douglas Lewis or Bowen or Huang or Neto. Yeah, no, very true. Very true. It's just a shame. I guess it's one more for the wildcarders because you said how they're linked, like Man United and Luton assets. But I guess we we just can't go there because we've got, we've got limited free transfers if we're doing you know our strategy of you know using transfers this week. And we have to think about 28 as well. Um, yeah. Which is, again, I guess why the striker spot's so important because Solanke's borderline essential i don't think many are going to go into 28 without solanke solanke is going to be 210 percent yo so we're going to basically want him to blank we're going to buy everyone him will, yeah for oh, sure but yeah. everyone will captain him so that's 200 let's say 195 and then everyone who hasn't used their triple captain which is about 20 percent or 10 percent i think they will triple captain solanke i think but yeah. they should so yeah, he should. He's going to be over two hundred percent. I mean, it's probably not one for Andy Martin then, but maybe for the for the for the other managers. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a really useful graphic. So I'm glad we glad we put that in. Should we go to our dilemmas? Teams. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. While you're pulling up your team, um, I want to answer Nick, who's in the chat. Uh, Trini. He's saying, would you rather have Huang or Douglas Lewis in 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 game week thirty? I think he makes a good point that Douglas Lewis has a very good fixture home to Wolves. If I remember the fixtures, it is home to Wolves. Um, in game week 30. And obviously, Huang is, is away to, to Villa. But I think in my plan, that slot will become Salah because Haaland will become a striker that plays in 29 and then Huang becomes uh, Salah. So I won't actually need that slot because I will have triple um, triple Spurs midfielders already in place and also I'll be happy to play Saka. That's the, that's the tentative plan at the moment anyway. Yeah, I mean, we have exactly the same midfield. So... Yeah, I don't really. I wouldn't really have a spot for for Douglas Louise, and I, I mean, I don't hate the pick. We're probably going to be because we've not gone for him. We're probably going to be sweating not having him. Mm. But I mean, if there's if there's an injury to someone and we need someone for twenty nine and then thirty, I mean, maybe he's a shout. But then the Villa fixtures turn they turn pretty bad, don't they? Shortly after the blank, like I think you spoke about it a few weeks ago when we did our first you know chip strategy chat and it was you want to get Villa you know during this period but then we're going to want to get rid of them pretty quickly after so correct yeah right. so we're going Douglas Louise list I suppose we've made we that, are we've made I that mean, unfortunately for me it's even easier to do 
because I have Konza already and I'll get Power Taurus. I'm actually blocked out of Douglas Lewis, which I'm not too sad about. But yeah, I couldn't do that because if I wanted Douglas Lewis, then I need to pick a th- another defender like Robinson from Fulham or Soufal from West Ham, which is even more depressing. Do you know what? That's a really good point as well. Um, I, I mean, maybe keeping the second... I mean, Villa have not been great defensively. There's injuries. And it's quite hard probably picking someone outside Power Torres at the moment. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't hate keeping that spot open for a Villa defender because they do seem quite easy for 29 if, you know, really run out of ideas. Correct. Maybe concert will be back by then. So maybe I'll join Well, that's that. the plan. I mean, I spoke to FPL Villain and he yeah. thinks Konza should be back in a couple of weeks. So definitely... You don't know. Obviously, they can be a reoccurrence. But I'm not selling him because he plays in 29. And at the moment, he should be back for that. Yeah. So a defender could be an option. But yeah, anyway, I've got my team on the, on the screen. Um, like we said, so I had two free transfers. And basically, I need to get rid of all my Liverpool. I've got three. Oh, I had three injured Liverpool players. So Trent, Darwin and Jota as, as well. Um, so I've done. Um, well, I'll read my team out. So it's Ariola, Estepinian which is a bit risky. Um, Gabriel, Saliba and Trent. Foden, Saka and then Huang's come in for Jota. Haaland captain, Alvarez and then I've got Darwin and then my bench is like Richarlison, Doughty and Palmer who I'm I'm happy keeping all of those. I did think, uh, I think yesterday I was thinking if Doughty was injured, maybe I could do a move this week and then wildcard next week. Right. But I think you sent me yesterday, there was a quote that, I think he said that Doughty's fine. So he I should guess, be okay. Yeah, so I guess okay. we'll see on that. Because if I was going to dead into a, into a wild card next week, maybe that's when I would go for the Man United player. Like maybe I'd bring in Garnacho or Bruno Fernandez um, for Richarlison, basically, mm. and then and then wild card out of it. But I, I've gone Even off Hoyland, that idea now. Like instead of Solanke, people if they're dead ending, like if I was dead ending, my transfers two transfers would be different. Like I wouldn't buy Pauter, I'd buy Eight Nuri. I, yeah. I wouldn't buy Solanke, I'd buy Hoyland. But you still buy Wang. I would still buy Wang. Yeah, yeah. So hippie, yeah, midfielder choice there. Um, so I've got still one free transfer. So basically, I need a defender to replace Trent, and I need a striker to replace Darwin. I think Darwin picks himself. You know, my plan was always I did Watkins to Haaland, and then I was going to do Darwin back to Watkins this week. Um, obviously, I thought I got away with it the first week of selling him. He blanked against United, but then yeah, he punished me heavily this week. Um, so Darwin's going straight back to Watkins. I, I did look at Tony and I just, no, no, I can't go without Watkins. He's punished me several times this this year. Even though I captained him, like for the mm. you know, 36 points, he's still looking at statistics, points against me. He's destroyed me. Fixtures are good. And that's not one where I'm going to gamble. You know, I want I want him in the blank, whether I free, right. you know, free hit or not. Um, So that's pretty straightforward. And then my defender, I mean, I have looked at, you men- mentioned Aitnori. I looked at Kilman as well. I just think Pau Torres just it's boring but it makes too much sense I can't I can't risk yeah. Moreno either not with you know a player I need in two blanks this is the thing there's also a comment in the chat why aren't people considering Bailey I think Bailey and Moreno both fall in the same category where they're actually good upside picks but unfortunately as we showed you in the Lego Mane um, chart that Aston Villa after game week 27 basically have midweek games um and they have Spurs in game week 28 as well. So you'd think that you're basically rolling the dice on who is preferred in Europe. You know, So if the second leg is close, then he might play his Bailey in that second leg in, in the conference league. And then West Ham gets a Diaby game. Similarly, Dean. So it's just not, 
is the upside worth you missing out on a game when you only are pretty much going to play them in two games which is game week 26 and 29 in my case i don't think i'm going to play a villa defender any other time well they play luton away 27 but arsenal have sheffield united so you play your double arsenal and i have got trippier home to wolves so i don't think i will play any villa defender so it's just basically you need a body this week and in 29 yeah. so i'm with you Autores makes more sense, and similarly, Douglas Lewis makes more sense in midfield from Villa. It's you know, it's a good point. You know, those of us that have got two Arsenal defenders, and that there's, there's a there's a lot of people with that now. You're basically just picking one other one other defender. Like I know they do Until have tough fixtures um, occasionally, but you're not really thinking about playing that third one that often. Um, but yeah, so I think my transfers are pretty straightforward. That's a minus four. Um, it could become a minus eight if so. If Alvarez, if I think he's not going to start. I might do Alvarez to Solanke a week early because he's coming in, even though he's playing City, he's coming in no matter what, you know, for 28. So I might as well right. get that done. I mean, Alvarez hasn't missed a game yet, so I'm just hopeful, but I'm, I'm not expecting huge things because he seems to play a variety of roles at the moment. Um, well, let me give you a puzzle for yourself. Yeah. And you'll hate me for asking Is it going to be Foden? Or... <laughs> if Foden and Alvarez are both benched, Have you prepared an emergency wildcard? No, I was thinking after this, I need to make a plan for Foden. And I think my plan for Foden would be, I think it would be to keep Foden because who I want in the Foden spot, it's the same as a lot of people. I want Son. Right. But then it'd be annoying because Foden probably wouldn't, there'd be a good chance he wouldn't come on. <laughs> um, so no. Well, I, he can, he can. I mean, I don't think it's, yeah. because it's Europe, I, I, mean, I mean, minutes will be managed for anyone. Look, let's see. But I'm just saying like, If you're already on minus eight territory with Alvarez and Foden is also on the bench, then I think you're getting pretty close to just wildcard this week. Like, despite the pros and cons, wildcard is worth 20 points, 18 points. If you're taking a minus eight and still having a player that's on the bench, it's worth thinking about. I'm not asking you to make a wildcard draft, but just because this, this is this dilemmas, I'm adding one dilemma. It's not even like an early early kickoff before I go to the football. It's like, I'll, I'll be at the stadium. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because it's because it's what, half one deadline? It is, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it would be close to wildcard territory. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this more because I was also worried. I mean, Esther Pinyang could not play. I yeah. know from owning Pedro, you very rarely get any news about Brighton. It seems to be, you know, tight shut. Once someone told me that Pedro started and he, and he didn't. So <laughs> um, the predictors, I mean, Neil's very good on Fantasy Football Scout with his predictions, but even Brighton... It's, you know, maybe 75%. I'm making that number up. It's it's never perfect. It's never. No right. one knows how to predict Deserbi. And especially at a time when he's dropped a player. You know, Pedro became from a minute's risk to the most lethal striker starting every game to getting injured. Estupinian became the best left back we've ever seen since Robertson's heydays <laughs> and now not starting. So you, how can people predict? Like, you know, it's impossible. He he's my new Liveramento. I don't particularly want him. He's actually quite expensive, but money's going to be no issue. Looking at my plan for the future, I'm going to have millions in the bank all the time. I think exactly. a lot are. So yeah, maybe that needs a bit more thought. So my my three transfers are quite straightforward for the minus four. But yes, Alvarez could be a risk. Foden could be a risk. Estepinion could be a risk. I suppose all my rivals are going to have players like that, or they might have De Bruyne or Charlie Taylor, okay, Trippier, Charlie Taylor. Where counters useless this week. Yeah, I th I think honestly, I'd normally I'd love to get eleven players out, but I mean, if I end up with ten or nine, I think I'm going to take it on the chin. And I'd almost rather we didn't know, 
and it's just like you know back in the day and you end up yeah, with yeah, six yeah. players and you're like oh well agreed agreed yeah yeah so look this is why we, we we should chat about it because maybe others are in similar position a lot of people have a lot of man city and man city we do get leaks these days so just don't panic on a saturday morning and panic wildcard just prepare one on a friday and just think about it if you were to do it what would you do and if you if you had a spare transfer we're going to do a hit it is hard to know let's because de bruyne and foden same thing really like you you'd want to buy son i mean you'd want to buy salah if he's fit but neither of them well, neither of them have a game this week. So This is the problem. This is the main problem of this week. Yeah. So then you're looking at the options like we talked about. Huang, you're looking at Neto, Douglas Louise. I mean, I guess you could go to, for Bruno, Garnacho, but then you don't really need the money with Garnacho. Correct. It, it Correct. almost feels like you, you'd do it. You'd do a minus four or wild card to have an extra player that you don't want. Well, you could just do a very sexy dead end. Like, you know, you change your plans... Don't get um, Solanke, get Hoyland. Um, don't get um, Torres, get Dalo or get Eight Nuri. And you are taking a minus eight, but you're almost using it as a high upside minus eight and then you wildcard next week. That's a fair it's just point, things actually. to think about. Things to think about. I prefer that actually, going down the route of, you know, the dead end and then to wildcard 27 rather than trying to wildcard moments before the deadline. Um, Correct. But yeah, if I... So that's my team. Um and Captain I've C? got yours on Where the screen you? now. Um, okay, I'll read mine. Then let's chat captaincy as well. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, my team is here. So I've got Ariola um, in goal. I've got Gabriel, Saliba, Konza. I just wanted to put it here just as a tombstone. You know, <laughs> just he was to show my you would have had 11. Yeah. I would have had a nice Nottingham Forest at home player, but the guy missed his clean sheet and got injured. Um, and uh, so I will have to take a hit for a defender, which is basically I'll take Van Dyke out for Pau Torres. Um, other people have mentioned Sinesi. Sinesi, if he wasn't playing Man City, I think he'd be the no-brainer player. But even though I think Solanke is okay this week because, you know, a striker on pens is still an okay buy against Man City, a defender is just not a good buy. You're just throwing away points. So Pau Torres home to Nottingham Forest. You take you take that. Well, that would, if they weren't playing Man City, if Bournemouth weren't playing Man City, that would be like an obvious route, wouldn't it? We could all people would triple up on Bournemouth yeah. this week. Tavernier would be popular over Hechan. Yeah, and then if Bournemouth Wolves is. happens in twenty nine, you'd be you'd be laughing. But absolutely, it wasn't to be. <laughs> well, it's like the fourth most likely outcome, um, or fifth. But anyway, uh, we don't need to go to the probability numbers again. So midfield, I've got Saka, Foden, and, and Huang. So Huang is already in for Jota because yesterday night he was meant to drop. Well, Jota was meant to drop and I would have taken a sale value drop. And Huang was rising. And pretty much we had all the info because all the games were finished, right, for this week. So people will come back and say, why did you make an early transfer? It was worth the, worth the risk. Um, and then Watkins and Haaland, and then Darwin to Solanke. I think it's the most natural move. So it's going to be three transfers. Uh, Powter is in for Van Dyke, um, Huang for um, Jota, and Solanke for Darwin. I think it's pretty pretty much plays itself. Idea being, Huang is the immediate upside. Watkins is the long term this week and long term upside in twenty nine and thirty. And uh, sorry, Solanke is the upside in this week in twenty seven when he plays Burnley and twenty eight when he doubles. And Powter is the safety of a player that plays this week and in twenty nine and in thirty. Yeah, plus I guess with Solanke, I mean, talking about price rises again, he's gonna start he's gonna start rising. 
Um, and, you know, if he doesn't rise much this week, it's then going to rise for Burnley and then 28, it's going to go through the roof. So mm. I think you getting him back. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And that shows actually when you look at our teams, I'm, I guess I'm because you've kept Watkins, whereas I went down keeping the Alvarez, Alvarez route, you're a transfer ahead there. And I guess you would have been another transfer ahead if Konza hadn't injured himself as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I tend to, and I, I'm trying to think, basically, I'm, I feel like I'm a transfer head in 29, basically, because I have triple Villa now. Yeah. Um, and and maybe I'm thinking like, you know, in a scenario where Newcastle play, then that's that's an extra, basically it's a hedge where I have a player from each of the teams that could be upset. So it could work out. So I I don't think, in terms of my scenarios, if Man United win, then there's no chance that I'll be free hitting in, in game week 29. And I'll probably, my strategy will be wildcard 31 and free hit and bench boost later. If Man United lose uh, and Luton are blanking, then I think I'm very much closer to a free hit in 29. Because then you have a scenario where Bournemouth and Luton are both doubling in 28 but not playing in 29. So you can't really commit on their double at all. And then you have a scenario where you have a lot of Arsenal players, Chelsea players. So I think it would be closer to a free hit. But there is a wildcard scenario here as well in case there's a surprise and you can basically load up on a certain team that other players don't have, like a Liverpool. Um, So all scenarios are open at the moment in terms of strategy. Yeah, I think we're quite similar with the strategy for now, which is just, yeah, minus four and then hope next week. But I mean, what would you what would you do then if if Foden Foden was in, was not injured if Foden Foden was benched? I wouldn't worry. I mean, because he's the slot for Sun, I would just yep. hope and pray that he he comes on. But then I'm not looking to do an extra hit unless he's out of the squad. Then maybe a Neto move could work, or a, or a Garnacho or a Bruno move could work. But we won't know that. I think it's very hard to know if he'll be out of the squad. It's usually either he's benched or he's playing. Yeah, and it's, it seems quite unlikely, doesn't it? Like you say, that he's going to be out, out of the squad completely. Correct. Um, and will we even find out if he is? That That's almost where I'd rather just not know. And then we can all just evenly play Foden, not have anyone come off the bench. You know, perfect. Just all have 10 players. Well, exactly, exactly. Because otherwise you get people ruining it for everyone, getting an extra player in, and then you feel like, you, oh, maybe I have to do the same. Um, yeah, so we're pretty level on what we're doing I'm yeah like I said I just want to know these fixtures now I'm more excited about the FA Cup than than, than the results this week as in the Premier League results this week absolutely this week is I think people are you know after double game week people are high on 80 to 100 points this week is a 50 point game week you know maybe less 
if you take hits into account, 40 to 50 point game week. So it's going to be less exciting. But who knows? There's always a haul which basically gives people a 20 point green. Uh, but I don't see much excitement this week. No. And I think, I guess the last thing then is, is captain. I guess the last, last dilemma, like you have it on Haaland. Staying there? I don't think it's going to move from Haaland, to be honest, if he's starting, especially. Um, I guess question is if if we hear KDB isn't starting. So I see Delia is in the chat and she's actually asking about what to do with KDB. So we can come to that in a second. Yep. But would that change your mind if KDB is not starting? As in to not Captain Haaland? Yeah. Probably not. I mean, I am. I must admit, I'm 80% towards Haaland. There's still part of me. I mean, I think part of me is on tilt. So I have to be very careful. I know it's only a small red, but I was, you know, yeah. going into the game week, I felt like I planned well and I got a red. So... I'm trying to control myself as well. Maybe just think, just Captain Harland, don't mess this up. But there, there are arguments for Wang. Like if we know he's on penalties, I know you've spoken to people and hmm. it looks likely he is. Um, but obviously until we see the ball in his hands, we just, I guess we don't know. Um, I saw some stuff going around about Sarabia's never missed a penalty, but he did miss one at the at the World Cup against Morocco. He did. I guess, yeah. I think it's transfer market, just maybe don't log shootouts or something. So just just worth pointing that out because I, I've seen a few arguments against Huang being on penalties because of that. Um, but yeah, so long story short, I think, I think I am going to captain Haaland, but Wang and Saka, I mean, they're not bad alternatives. They're not. I mean, uh, Zubin is saying Watkins. I would say Watkins is fourth. So I think the order would still be Haaland, um, Saka, Wang, all close. And then Watkins just slightly below. Again, his lack of penalties makes him just a little bit of a worse captain than others. Agree. I mean, the only reason I captained Watkins the other week was because I didn't really have another option. Um, that, well, that was that was the moment because yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I want to captain a penalty taker. Like that's why I do care about Huang being on penalties. I think we can be pretty confident Saka's on on penalties again now. Right. And right. I, I don't think he's going to give one away, but. Who knows? But last time he gave one away, he then didn't score for ages. So maybe he needs to be selfish. Um, I, I don't think KDB or no KDB would affect me with the Haaland decision, though. Yeah, like, fair enough. If Haaland is starting, you you back him. They I still mean, created it's, it's... like a decent amount of chances when like when KDB doesn't play. I mean, KDB was out for ages, wasn't he? So, and his minutes have been very good. I was actually expecting Haaland to have some early subs given the the injury issues. But his minutes have been full 80, 90 minutes, right? So I don't think there's any reason to go against. But yeah, I mean, people are suggesting in the chat, Saka, uh, Huang, I mean, all, all decent shots. And I think a couple of other points that I want to make from people's comments in the chat. I think we didn't talk about Odegaard or a second Arsenal mid in that midfield slot because you and I had tripled up on Arsenal. But I think it's not a bad shout. I mean, if you wanted to go for an Odegaard, even a Trossard, I mean, Tross, I don't know the Jesus update. But if that is the case and he's getting, you know, he's playing up top and if you were, if you were so inclined, I don't think in third Arsenal in terms of an attacker is a bad shout either. Yeah, if I didn't have three Arsenal, I'd, I think I'd go there. I mean, I remember speaking to Andy Mode like, last week and he was he was torn between a Liverpool defender and Gabriel. And I mean, I said I'd, I'd have gone Gabriel myself just for, for, you know, for reasons. Unfortunately, he went for Bradley and not Van Dijk, not trying to rub it in. So it could it could mm. have paid off. But yeah, I would, if I didn't have a third Arsenal, I would. And actually, I'm kind of, we were in this dilemma a bit last year where we had three Arsenal and then it's like, oh, I can't get Odegaard now, but it's the best defence in the league by miles. It's so we, we can't sell The fixtures are great, defense, good defensive fixtures. So 
um, I think you can't go wrong. And if you want to triple up in that way, that's that's fine. And Delia makes a a point where all Arsenal mids are involved, and um, and so Saka is going to keep his pens because it's not like others are not scoring. Everyone is scoring. So that's true. Actually, I guess it was given to Havertz got one, didn't he, when he hadn't scored for Arsenal? Yeah, Odegaard obviously earlier. Yeah. That is a good point. Um, so, yeah, yeah we probably overlooked Arsenal a little too much because we, we've hyped them up so much over the season. <laughs> exactly. Question on KDB. So, um, if he's not in training, I mean, we will see pictures, right? We will know or there's a leak. So, I don't think KDB owners need to worry. If he's not in training and if he's out of the squad, yeah, you have to sell him. I mean, I don't think he's that big of a hold next week against Man United. He could do well against Man United, but it's a blank game week. I think you sell. Do you agree? I do. If he's it's not in the squad. It's just a shame that, like we said before, that you can't go for Son or Salah. So then it does become really team dependent. Because I think if you've got Richarlison already, you're probably benching him and holding him through. Well, I say holding him through. You're holding him till next week, just in case you don't free hit in 29. Hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, if you don't have Sacco, I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I'd, I'd, right. I think it's, it's obvious to sell him. It's just who do you go for? And maybe that in that situation, maybe double Wolves midfield isn't that bad. Like if you went Huang and Neto, we probably haven't talked about Neto enough. Like he's a he's yeah, a great yeah. pick. It's just he's a great pick. Yeah, yeah. So double wolves wouldn't be awful. I mean, if you had double wolves and Palmer, for example, you're hoping for a lot of cup results to go your way. But if you unless you're just free hitting in twenty nine, correct, correct. It's very team dependent territory. I mean, you could do it, but look, I hope for KDB owners that he gets the game. It was it sounded really minor, and if you see him in the training then he's not a sell at all. I mean, he's got huge upside this week, given that he rested midweek. So I don't want to play down just because we don't KD, own KDB that he doesn't have high upside. He's a great pick. But he can um, have an impact on Foden and Alvarez minutes as could. well. So yes. He could. He could. Maybe the double game week continues as in the good and bad luck just continues into who gets a blank and who doesn't. But Correct, correct. I mean, this is the third game of the week, right? So there is spillover in terms of minutes for people who got less may get more now. It doesn't help the Darwin and Jota owners, but it, it does probably help the Man City guys. Like Ake should play this week. De Bruyne, you know, hopefully if he's not injured, should play this week or start this week. So you should make up some of the losses that you had because your player didn't play midweek. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, do you think that's everything? Excellent. Yeah, I think we covered everything. The, the, the big one is next week. This week is just sort of managing your probabilities and you can have a, another listen if you like to go through that probability class. Uh, but yeah good chat yeah yeah and just just for people um listening so if you're on twitter or x it's at fpl underscore space man um there's a lot of information to take in in there um so yeah we try to explain it as we as well as we can and it is i mean it's quite repetitive because there's a there's a, a very small amount of fixtures and then there's a lot of data to represent but correct yeah anyway uh, i guess next time i see you on here we'll have the fa cup results he will Yep, I'm hopefully looking green forward arrows. to it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right. Thanks all for joining. Thank you everyone for joining. Yeah.